life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Uh, everybody knows what we're doing today. Is that correct? Yeah. Am I correct in assuming yes. that? Chris, you've been here before. Oh, yes. When will this air? Yeah, Brian Regan's. <laughs> you know what? I should ask that. <laughs> when will this air? <laughs> I'm always plugging things that already happened by the right. time. <laughs> well, this is going on What Sunday, TV station so. will this be on? Is this like Marin's podcast? Yeah, will this be on? So do I get it? Is this after? Seg? Yeah. Yeah, Does this appear on the moving pictures? Your, your form. Fill out your form. Yeah, Welcome to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, <laughs> part of All Things Comedy. I might keep that in. I might not. I don't know. Right. That's why I didn't know. Oh, we're on. Okay. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> well, hear it. When an you're intro talking into the microphone, yeah. you need an on-air light. <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking, and when, when I say lift up the microphones, lift up. The, I'm not getting an on-air light. I'm getting you a bottle of water. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's going on? It's good to see you guys. I took a week off last week. You know what? I'm. I'll record all that after this show. So uh, beautiful day. Finally, sun's out. It's yeah. been socked in. Got in some surf. We finally got a swell. The ocean's been dead for a month. <laughs> There you go. Have a water. Ooh. Water's all that. All that for me. <laughs> Even if I wasn't thirsty, all the work he went through, I've got to drink this now. That was just yeah. so much. There's like that. You do, what is it? Walk and chew gum. It's like try and record something and no, get a bottle of era. Oh, yeah. As, oh. I'm, as I'm talking oh. trash. Tough guy over there knows how to open his bottles of water. Um, it's good to be back. If I haven't mentioned that earlier, it's good to be back. I took last week off and. Uh, uh, oh man, I got stories from last week. This is awesome. Uh, this is awesome. And one of them has to do with one of the guests today. Uh, but joining us real quick on the introduction is Chris Strait making his second appearance. Yes. Right? Ooh. It's been a little while now. A couple of years. I, I uh, hope I don't tell too many of the same stories, thereby <laughs> sort of confirming nothing has happened to this Audience guy. Audience goes, heard it. Yeah, in two <laughs> years, nothing has happened. Or I'll tell it differently. And I'll be like, oh, wow, that story gets bigger every time. Yeah. I, I want to go back, because I've been doing this for so long, man. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go. I, like, I want to like just, if, oh, if any listener wants to do this, and just like pick one of the thousands of stories I've told over and over and over oh, okay. again. Yeah. So they do bust you on it. The, the no, they don't bust do, me, but oh. just pick one, and I want to see how it's morphed. Yeah. From like episode one to like a guy threw a bottle cap at me, guy ran me over with his truck. You know? a, <laughs> the last, the last version was very anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> this version was funny. Yeah, and then the gentleman I just met last week just crossed paths for the first time, I believe, last week. Yep. Lou Santini. You guys only didn't know each other until then. I'm really bad at that. It's, I well, assume I'm everybody sure, knows I think everybody. we met in the past. We just it had been a while since oh, we've okay. seen each other again because right. you absolutely looked familiar. And uh-huh. you know how it is when you walk into a room, you know who the comics are, yeah. even if you're not met them. They don't have to be right. in the green room. Yeah. You just know. I'm like I walk up like I know I know him, and I felt bad like. Ugh. And Facebook has made that worse. Oh, you yeah. may have literally never met them, but you've seen their name and face yep. on a million yeah. posts. Yeah. You know. yeah, I worry about so girls I... on Facebook. I'm like, did I date that girl? Did I tap her? Did I? What happened? I feel bad because I don't remember you. So oh, now no. I feel bad. Well, you made it up for it with this thimble of water you gave me. Okay. <laughs> All right. I do that because, A... There's already a Road Stories landfill with all the plastic bottle water <laughs> going. And I put it because of the big ones, uh, people leave half yep. full, and I feel yep. bad. Yep. So yep. I, I'm trying I to do my little bit. Yeah, probably. I, I go through liquid very quickly, and then yeah. the, lie to myself that it's going to stop me from eating that whole entire giant plate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't have temperance with eating and drinking things. So. I, and I finally, uh, my wife drinks out of a 
one of those, you know, twenty three dollar oh, bottles from Whole Foods or whatever. Thing, yeah. So I just I got an old Fiji from like the green room that I kept one day. And I'm like, that's the one I'm going to leave by my bed and I fill it up every night. So I'm doing something. <laughs> the, the old game. square pl- b- bottle? Yeah, yeah. That's the one you're keeping? The <laughs> one that doesn't fit in any goddamn cup holders? <laughs> that pisses me off. Yeah, you just yeah. you just clevered yourself right out of a sale, Fiji. I can appreciate <laughs> the water. But look, our bottle's square. Like, really? And I can't put it in a cup holder because it always falls out. So I'm sorry. Done. Maybe uh, there's some kind of deal where if it's round, they don't get to steal it from natives. I'm just yeah. wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be part of the deal. <laughs> um, Lou, I thought, would was when he pulled up, I'm like, the second guest to arrive on a motorcycle. And then I looked Who on was my, the first? Oh, guess, guess. Uh, Lawrence Thomas? Nope. I'm trying to think of like the smallest, frailest female comic I, I know. Like, Pulls up like a chopper up. with yeah, ape exactly. hangers. The actual <laughs> complete opposite of that. Oh, Natasha okay. Leggero with yeah, ape exactly. hangers. Yeah. yeah. Alonzo Bowden. Oh, well, really? he's a huge cycle guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he's on that show Naked Speed all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I looked over the fence and realized you're on a scooter. It's a scooter. Yeah. I I still am considering buying a motorcycle. My problem is I got a lead foot and I got a, you know, I love speed. Right. And I was already to buy a motorcycle. I even knew the one I wanted. I'm like, then I'm you realize take... they didn't have an accelerator yeah, on the floor. I, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to wind this thing up at 130 miles an hour my first day. Yeah. I'm not going to be that guy because it's been years since I had a motorcycle. I'm like, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. So there's not a person I know. Well, I mean, I take it back. There's not a person I know well, like really closely, who has been a rider that has not had an accident of some type. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Is it just no, no, we're trying for foreshadowing? Your show now. No, no, no. I remember that last podcast Lou did on Murray's show. <laughs> I just mentioned Lawrence. He just broke a few ribs and was on stage. And if he laughed at something he did, he'd have to bend over. The crowd uh, didn't know how to react. But, no, it's uh, a matter. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Yeah. Guys, I used to ride a bike in town here, and I got rid of it. I dumped it. My so best friend things. had a motorcycle accident save his life. Really? Yeah, he cracked his ribs, and while they were X-raying, found a tumor on his thymus gland that was pressing against, that was about to press against his heart. Wow! They removed it. And he's been through a couple. Of, it's a very rare form of cancer. They would have never caught until he was. Dead. I'm going to go Luke. crash my bike he's and get that free medical checkup. Hey, you know, while you're in there fixing stuff, yeah, you know, exactly. poke around, see what you find. <laughs> go buy a motorcycle, my friend. <laughs> uh, so Lou and I. All right, so. This last week, I've seen like three really interesting shows and been involved with three really interesting shows. Now, my road stories are going to be short in distance because I'm in town. I'm in town all summer. My listeners know doing the uh, uh, stay-at-home dad thing while my wife works. Um, The shitty thing about being in town all summer is so is every other comic. (laughs) It's such a (laughs) slow time. For stand up the summer, that I mean, the improv in Palm Springs closes. Yeah. They completely shut their doors because they they just don't want the competition. They they won't be able to do any business. Wow. Um. So I've been going to really really shitty shows and getting yeah. on. And uh, the other night, I see our friend Danny Viapondo mm-hmm. is on a show right over there. Like I could have walked to it. But you I was. You didn't. Did I didn't. You? No. Okay. <laughs> a walk in L.A. Yeah, Steve yeah. Martin, L.A. story. Come on. I told Just you I'm already doing my part for the environment. Okay? Yeah, exactly. I can I can get rid of the emissions. No problem. Yeah. So this 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 show is at a record store, a resale record store. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> brand new vinyl. No, yeah. In Venice. Yeah. In Venice. Yeah. And by the way, I went there uh, when it first opened. I'm like, sweet, a resale shop, and I'm a big yeah. music guy, and they're reselling their CDs for like. Ten bucks. I know. I'm like, you get them brand new on Amazon. Let's go with the fact that they're selling cassettes for anything. Right, right. Cassettes. Yeah. It's yeah, like you know, the, buying an album free cassette with every purchase. I mean, why uh, are you selling? You need cassettes? something to throw out the window on the way home. Oh my god. Wing. 
Okay. Congrats uh, on having a car that was melt in the 90s. It's pretty <laughs> yeah, really. much what you're announcing. Still on the road, huh? Exactly. Good for you. Yeah. Enjoy your Fiji water. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend named Hallie, side note, I have a friend named Hallie Cohen who, uh, she's my U2 wife. We go see all the U2 concerts together. Oh. And she bought a new Jetta. This is years ago. And, but she picked me up in her old car. And I'm like, what's your, she's like, oh, my car's not ready. I'm having something put into it. I'm like, what are you, what? It's a Jetta. What do you have put into it? Cassette player. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a cassette player put in it. Sure enough, oh, man. Oh. She had a cassette player put in it so she could listen to her Water Boys. I want to meet the people that are still wow. doing so you that. Get the cas- it's bad enough you get the cassette, but you get it to, so you can play your Water Boys cassette, mm-hmm. <laughs> not your rare one off Led Zeppelin <laughs> collector's edition. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's autographed or yeah, something. You know, it's hand given to you by Robert Plant. Yeah. No, you do. I snorted Coke off this with. No, no. It's wow. the Water Boys. Wow. Anyway, so <laughs> back on track. We were, it was at a record store, and this is great. Having, you know, known Lou Santini for many years now, um, <laughs> going way back, uh, Lou decided this would be his first night to wear a suit on stage. <laughs> at the record store. I, I just, I knew it was a record store, but I just didn't know what about it, whatever. I have a, bought a bunch of brand new suits. The only time I wear them are like corporate events, church, and funerals. Right. For those of you not, not aware, Lou Santini is a very, he's a host type of comic. He's right. the kind of guy, I, I get that request too. Kind of guy that looks like, oh, we still use white males for one thing. Will you yeah. host please? <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much, yeah. So eventually, if you, you're going to run across somebody in a management or type of capacity who's going to say, you'd look better in a suit. It's what we hear constantly yeah. as we age we hear it more so I know why you got I it. made a commitment starting that show anytime I mean if I do a walk on somewhere like I've done two or three in the last couple of days mm-hmm. and of course it did but if I have a book show from now on for a while I'm going to wear a suit and see how it affects delivery yeah. you know that get my character mm-hmm. uh, voice you know I also found because being that it was in Venice and sorry but you know shaved armpits why would I do that you know <laughs> said the ladies you know Birkenstocks a lot of patchouli oil it was the 3rd of July they're setting out fireworks outside the door oh that's right because oh. there wasn't blowing. enough thing going against us and they air conditioning didn't work and oh, hot as it was right wow. so all that being said it's like i seem to be able to get away with making fun of the people more because there were some extremes there we had a guy with a spiky mohawk no this dude had a easily an eight inch mohawk Ma- off his no, the, the mad wow. max yeah thing yeah. going Hold that's on. what i kept calling him the whole night yeah. uh, you know. by the way we would be considered overdressed today right like if we that, really right. Yeah. Yeah. i don't have yeah. matching socks on <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. it was it was so rockers it was bikers it was punk stoners stoners yeah. children children i'm glad that's still in venice to be honest with you i, mean, <laughs> you I, graduated, know, I graduated from culver city high school in 94 that's what was around and now they can't afford to live anywhere in culver city venice area so i'm glad to see they're still here clearly living off daddy's money but at least they're here still <laughs> and the show started right on time only an hour 20 minutes behind schedule right oh, wow. well i texted danny i'm like hey man i'm gonna walk over and uh he said you'll probably drive and i did <laughs> <laughs> and when i was about to leave he's like oh they told me not to get there till 8 30 and it was eight o'clock so uh, i'm already out the door so I, that's why i drove i hopped in my car and i went somewhere to yeah we we're all standing all the commutes were standing out in the corner outside the club like those old doo-wop groups back in the yeah, 50s like, <laughs> like we're the opening scene of a bronx into, tale you know <laughs> nobody rock, wants to go in the oven that is about to be walking back from his club <laughs> yeah, take, take it back, back. <laughs> someone made that joke actually <laughs> But uh, you know what's funny too, though. I mean, I had a great set. There's something in impo- you know how it is. I mean, uh, from what we're wearing now, like if you did put on your best suit, whether mm-hmm. it, you're, yeah. you you walk differently, you talk differently, you hold your posture yeah. differently, or whatever. So I wanted to see, other than the corporate events that I do, how is this going to affect a, a performance here? If I could do it here, I could certainly do it at a club. Certainly, yeah. man. And yeah. I, I I I decided to rock a suit. Uh, like six months ago at the Irvine Improv because it was the new. It just opened. It was 500 yeah, right, seats. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. all right, I guess I'm going to put on a suit. 
hated it. Hated <laughs> you hated it or they hated it? The Both. crowd hated it. The crowd, we hate your suit that you're getting heckled on your apparel. Nice tie. Yeah. <laughs> it probably fits my act more now because I'm happily staring into the. I'm not. I'll be 40 in January. It's right. not like I'm old, but I mean, I'm staring into the crotchety kind of when I was sure. your age thing. I'm doing because I've got kids that are young, and so I'm. I'm kind of. It, it would fit my look more, but I found that it does actually slow me down. Like it's which is sometimes good if mm-hmm. you're in a room with more energy than you want to give, you know. But I almost like I was wearing a suit jacket, but not the tie, right? Because I pull on it and you can't not look like right. Rodney when that happens. Uh, sure. so Heck, I, I have a neck problem, a throat issue with that. So I leave it alone. So, but when you when I wear it without, I start to feel like Ron Whiteish in my head. Like I get more sarcastic. I drink you need, different you need beverages. A, you need I'm a not cigarette getting, and a whiskey. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll get scotch before a beer if that's what's going on. So always, I, I don't feel like me. I feel like I'm doing. An impression. Why I had, you hate it? What? I just I didn't like the way it fit. In my suit, I don't know. It's it's got to it needs some tailoring done to it. <laughs> it was also. polyester. It was yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the weirdest part is Mr. Furley collection. <laughs> I have I I don't spend my money. I have I I got a show sponsored by Quicksilver, so I'm in Quicksilver head to toe always. Oh, there you go. Um, but I have a pair of Prada sneakers. I didn't even know they made sneakers. I was Neither did those, I. Are, those are two and words I've like, never heard of. Your top NBA players wear the Prada sneakers <laughs> and, and I, take it to the hoop. And I bought them for myself for my birthday a few years back, and they're awesome. But I can't wear them on stage because the girls would go, "Oh, look at that! Are those Prada?" Like uh, every time I've worn them, I like your shoes. I Got like your sneakers. Attention. What's and the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a, I'm married, and B, I'm doing an act. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, they're also bright green, so they're like it's like I eyes are magnets. To it. Yeah, yeah, well, that is, it's the same when women are like dressed up super hot, or guys are like ripped and muscular. It's like it, it takes them a few minutes to get used to you, unless your act is about yeah. the extreme yeah, physicality of you. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know. That's why I don't like that the new thing about the, the crazy hair and the weird beard. It's like you chose to do that to yourself. Yeah, like that's not something you have to address when you go on stage. Brad Williams can do his whole act about being a little person. He doesn't, but he could because you didn't do that to yourself. Sure, right. So, Oh, yeah, but for you, if like, oh, he chose to wear those shoes, I'm staring at those freaking shoes. Yeah. I'm not hearing a word that he says. Yeah. And the other uh, only expensive piece of clothing I have is my suit. I the bought one you it, hated. The one I hate, which I like because I've had it tailored since. But um, I, it's for special, it's for like award shows and stuff like yeah, that. And so the whole time I'm up there, I'm like, my tie costs more than I'm making tonight. <laughs> you know, nice. so there's a, wow. There's a whole other, you know. Can you do it in pieces? Like, like just the, the suit pants and shirt, but not jacket and tie and feel less creepy? Or does it, nah, the whole time also, you're just counting up? You know? I also, and listen, and my listeners know I'm very superstitious when it comes to clothes that I wear on stage. Me too. So if I bomb on the, I will, in a new shirt, I will never wear it again. I'm wow. You know, I'm OCD about a lot of stuff, but not that. Yeah. Comedian, I, I think notice. comedians are a lot like baseball players with the superstition. I mean, mm, I always, that's true. you know, it's funny, I've never looked at notes on stage ever. Not in an open mic, not a thing. Hmm. But my set list is always in my right back pocket. Never looked at it on stage, but I still, I know some people put their set list on their cell phones uh-huh. now. I yeah. still print it up and yeah. it always goes in my right back pocket. I need to know what's there. I've never had to refer to it. Left yeah. pocket, back left pocket, okay. written on the napkin. <laughs> okay. Front or, or a notebook ripped and, out. Uh, and I, I had a ring my dad gave me. It's a gold ring. How Italian does it look? I'm not wearing it now, but when I go on stage, he gave it to my 21st birthday. It's got mm-hmm. 21 tiny diamonds on it. His dad gave him one on his 21st birthday. My dad gave it to me because he missed my birthday because he was on the road for business and he felt lousy. Well, since that I had it resized, and so yeah. I never do a show without that, and I never do a show without a necklace my mom gave me. It's kind of tucked 
tucked in. You don't even see it on my sh- when I'm performing. Because you don't. You but know. it just makes me crazy. I mean, I've. You want to perpetuate the course, Italian stereotype. Yeah, so yeah, 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 and I never go there without my gun strapped to my sock. <laughs> right, right. And, but you're just there, it's 21 hits. <laughs> I end every other sentence with over here. And other than <laughs> but, that. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's just I, you know, and look, there are times that I've forgotten, and I've still had good sets. But it doesn't mean I'm not thinking about it. Like, yeah, oh yeah. shit! Of course, there are there times it, I've decided to run why? right on the stage, not do my usual superstitious. It's stuff. It's the attitude of the overpacker. It's like I pack because so that I won't need it. Because if I don't bring it, I'll have needed it. You know? Yeah, well, it makes sense. Yeah, the overpacker. I've never heard that. That's that's the a term for it I invented because oh. I'd I'd rather be in a country without it. I'd rather forget something that, and then have to go get it later than be that anal over because I can stare at the same document and look at the same mistake and uh-huh. not see it like a million times. Sure. Like I, once I've read it once, that's the way it's looking to me right. forever. And I'm that way about a, a packed bag. If the charger and my glasses are not in there, they're ne- I'm gonna either I'm gonna think of it. Just as I leave here, mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. I'm gonna think, or they're or they're in there, you know. So it's it's it's. I'd rather get to a place. I don't go to many third world nations where you can't find stuff, right? So and and if I can't, then I have to start questioning: Did I really need that at home? Right, right. If Good I point. you know can get along. My wife right is, and you would think I would have better hotel etiquette, or just just from practice, just from being in hotels all the time. Yeah. But uh, my hotel, my wife is as soon as she gets there, she has to take everything out of the suitcases and put them in the drawers. I do that. I don't oh. know if I've ever used the drawers. Uh-huh. I, I, me <laughs> too. Go, I've never used I the hang drawers. stuff on the back of chairs. I, I'll use the closet, and that's a recent thing. Yeah. Show shirts when I started dressing a little nicer for I, I, road I shows. If I'm staying someplace one night, probably not. But yeah. if I'm there for vacation or for a longer like, like a, a five night, club, yeah, yeah, I will. And I also we talked about this before the show last week. Uh, first thing I do, I set the bag down. Two things I check: does the AC work, uh, and does the water work? Does the toilet oh, flush? Right. Does the shower? Because huh. you don't want to get all unpacked, cozy, yeah, and find do your out. set, oh. come back, and realize I have no hot water. The faucet broke or the toilet broke. Because I've, I've, I've had it with shower. I've had it where I'm all packed up and the shower won't drain, and I don't find it out till after a show. So I'm unpacked and I'm tired uh, and I'm like yeah. naked and I've got to get everything. I got to get dressed, repack, That's and go to a different room because they won't fix something at yeah. two in the morning. First rule of plumbing: plumbing never breaks when you have free time. Yeah. <laughs> you're a homeowner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things don't break. It's when you're in a hurry or yeah, yeah. you have company yeah. coming over yeah. or it's a holiday or the stores are closed or yeah. it's after a plumber's available. So you know your toilet's going to Friday break. night. After, it's Friday after, night after your late show on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And you're coming back to a flood, and that happened to me once. I'm like, should have checked that toilet for a Never going to happen to yeah. you again, though, yep. man. Nope. I, and I told you, I, I'm an educated man, but I have been stumped by many a shower in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it is embarrassing, and you're just yeah. like... I'm going to have to make the call. I'm going to have to make the call. Oh. Oh, I haven't quite gotten that call. far because I, I have my father. My father can fix anything and yeah. I can't put batteries in a calculator. Right. He'd rather die than speak in public, even in front of his own employees. He wouldn't do it. And I make a living at it. So we're not very alike in personality, but I have him over my head going, just keep trying till right. you figure it out. Because for me, it's it's not as if I'm not mechanical, so I'm not going to look at it and figure it out. But you just start doing the list of, okay, here's possibilities. Here's the number of switches on this thing. Mm-hmm. And here's the number of ways the you can turn them. If I keep on doing, if I, by process of elimination, I'm eventually going to stumble upon it. And I've, I've dodged the bullet with the shower that way. I've, I've called, I've had to call twice, I think, but I've, I've spent 20 minutes in a, in a shower trying to figure, all right, or the ones that are hidden under, underneath the, th- underneath yeah, the yeah. Fa- like the, oh, the, the yeah. spout that you got to yeah. pull. We're just gonna we're just gonna hide that. I was yeah, telling, yeah, yeah. You know, that's I'm, not important. Or I, yeah, we're gonna put that on the air conditioner. You know the way eighty five percent of people bathe. Yeah, we're gonna hide that. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to my uh, my writing partner about this. He and I both had this pet peeve. This is less about being on the road, but more about if you are traveling with. How long have you been married now? 
Uh, coming up on 10 next year. All right, so you guys are very familiar with each other's bodily functions, (laughs) sounds, and smells, (laughs) I'm assuming. You're comfortable with it. May not be your favorite, but... Uh, May not be comfortable with it, but yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, you're familiar. I guess what I'm saying is you're both married men. My, as a non-married guy, I I get a girl that I like, we get to that point, it's like, hey, let's take a little date trip together, and you're sharing a bathroom, Mm -hmm. please, if I was president, first day... All hotel bathrooms, no matter how shitty or nice, will have an exhaust fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need noise. And look, the, the fan doesn't even have to suck up smell order. Just make noise. Yeah. I'm yeah, making exactly. unfortunate sounds in here, girl, who I'm just newly dating and trying not to turn like, off oh, yeah. after the second or third month. I mean, my, my buddy went to Las Vegas with his girl, and there was no fan there. I stayed at some. I was at a hotel in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, with my mom uh, for Memorial Day First weekend. Day? Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was the hotel was built in 1767. It had an exhaust fan. <laughs> they updated it and put an exhaust fan in there. I'm like, of course, I'm not dating any with someone. I date, I'm dating. It's like, well, how hard is that? Yeah, how Dude, hard I, is I that? I've never, I have never. I'm trying to remember, like pooped at a girl's house within like the first year of dating them a year yeah wow you know what? I, I my eating habits made and me I'm get so over not, that really listen, i do not want to go down the poop road right now i, so not, <laughs> I do not like poop talk so we're changing the subject no i there's like when do you have that like all right i'm comfortable because right. hey girls spend the night in my house you know you're and asking I, someone not to go to the bathroom for 24 hours. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that, oh, that's the <laughs> and thing. I'm, and I ask them. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> Could you please hold it? Yes. <laughs> Make your way to the cheese closet. Why are you and, uh, <laughs> bending over? <laughs> we have, uh, a, uh, there's a bathroom in the hallway in the house, and mm-hmm. then there's a bathroom over by the laundry room that we call the number two bathroom. Number mm. one, and that's ah. There's a that, gas station down the road. Yeah, yeah. And if you turn well, left, but did, did having a kid get you over a little of that? Because I thought that was going to be the hard part, and it was the, it was the nighttime feeding thing that that, that destroyed me. Uh, I never came all the way back in my sleep without right. help from medicine after that. Wow. But no, but I mean I, that's it's better now that they're eight and four. But that was the but the, I thought the diapers would be the thing that because I'm not a bodily fluid right, guy. Right. But I dealt with that just fine. There, there was one time where my kid. Had to take antibiotics, and <laughs> oh, I like he, how this is starting. He, <laughs> he it, he, it was dis, it was so gross. I'll spare anybody details. Didn't I say I didn't want to talk about? Yeah, 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 so. But I'm literally like, I'm literally like, like taking off the diaper, holding my face away. Going, oh, yeah, like, trying. This not. doesn't mean Daddy doesn't love you. I still love you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Flash forward 21 years later, he's on the therapist couch. What's your first memory? My father being repelled by my my odor. <laughs> you try to make him feel better. Well, this means whatever that is is out of you now. Oh. <laughs> and I'd hate to keep that inside. These are some good road stories. Yeah, these are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't even believe we talked poop for five minutes. Oh, oh I hate poop. But oh, you mentioned being in town for the summer. I was uh-huh. going to take that. I don't. Not to sound cynical, but I don't know what I have been. Like, the first time I headlined a club club, not just one nighters, was about twelve years ago. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it took eleven years. I got invited back to that club. Hey-o. No, no but, uh, but uh, that's the thing. And that, that, but that's kind of. I'm only half joking. Is that the I, travel costs keep going up and up? Even Southwest lost their gas deal. Everybody's yep. raising prices, mm-hmm. and you know you try to find a deal, and that deal is either gone because they figured it out, or someone buys them. Right. And the pay keeps going down. Days keep getting cut. I remember like being at the first time I was at Harvey's in Portland about eight years ago. They were apologizing to me because their Tuesday night was half full. Right. You know now I haven't been to that club in like four or five years. But by the time I was done, it was like. 
like the Thursdays were a quarter full and they were thankful. Yeah. Like mid midweek comedy just went away and, and didn't fully come back when the economy came back. Cause I think whatever, whatever they realized they can get away with, yeah. <laughs> they, they kind of, Wait they just second. keep, it's like that, that level of desperation. It's why the middle class is going away. And I've made that joke before I go comedians and porn stars just get to watch our middle class go away faster than everybody else. Right. does. <laughs> you know? So yeah. uh, that's one of the reasons why I think you're seeing a lot more people in town is that comedy is becoming kind of a regional thing. People can't afford to fly to it anymore. Yeah. Midwestern comics, are living in St. Louis, Indianapolis, or Chicago, and just hitting those 20 clubs they can hit in their car, you know, and even then, most of them have to have either a day job during mm-hmm. the week, or they or they have a spouse that works, or yeah. something and which like in that. turn, because those same 20 comics at those same clubs, the yeah. people who want to go to those clubs, like, well, I already just saw this guy four yeah. or five they months get ago, tired of it. attendance goes down. Sure. Yeah. Or it puts pressure on those guys, they got to refresh their act all the time, yeah. which right. is not easy. I mean, I've, I've heard, I've, I've talked about this before, I've had <laughs> comics on here who started in like the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, the stories like, they have. Yeah. They're like, you know, we, we got flown as an MC yeah. into Austin. People were making. And, I was reading. Yeah. Bob, I read Bob New. I read. I read a lot of comedian autobiographies. Uh-huh. I love Bob Newhart's autobiography. He's talking uh-huh. about in the fifties. Yeah. Who knows what year? It doesn't matter. It's the fifties, <laughs> and he was pulling down fifteen hundred a week. Yeah, Jeez. to do a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah, that's like fifteen thousand a week. Right, yeah. right. Now well, to do two shows. Well, yeah. Well, number one, people go out less. Number two, they expect more for less money because they're because the drinks cost. Uh, are you know a shed yeah, yeah. so like, they they need when they when they get there they're like they're gonna gouge me to once I get in here so it better be free to get in or this person better be famous mm-hmm. and that's what's happened too I don't know Lou if you've noticed this Murray too is when I started out on the road the big names were either in theaters or arenas or some improvs right then they moved into the funny bones then they moved into the A rooms in individual towns now they're in the B rooms even around here every time I do a new club kill the, they love not every time I don't kill every time but every time I kill oh, and, listen to this guy yeah, and they love oh, me broadcast over yeah exactly yeah. and every time they love me like yeah yeah we'll have you back next year the next time I call they've made some deal with some agent or manager to put all their people in and they've got no weeks for like two more years yeah yeah I go really over here in this B room Friday Saturday for you're, you're gonna have a pseudo celebrity who's not as good as working comics right. and that's the way virtually their every club has is not going. caught up to their fame which is very symptomatic sure, or yeah. vice versa their talented stand up is 25 years old when they got famous yeah. and they haven't written a new joke since then yeah you know? I hear you you're hearing all their stuff in a 45 minute set and not stretching it yeah. I, re- I remember meeting some who I'm friends with now and I will say his name off air um yeah. When I was so excited to, to follow him at the comedy store, when yeah. I first got into town, I'm like, oh, I remember you and Carson and doing this, this. Oh, wow, that far back. Okay. And he did that bit. Yeah. Oh. Like, and he well, didn't do it for me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do it for me. Well, there was another comic. He had a, he had a killer college year once, and the, he was on one of those comics come home in Boston mm-hmm. things. And he had two TV shows back to back, and then you hardly ever saw him on stand up. Then he had a Showtime special. Mm-hmm. It was the same 40, and he had a 45 minute Showtime special. They cut it, it didn't even go a full hour. Oh, and it wow. was all the same joke. He hadn't written a new thing. Hmm. You know, it's one thing if you go away, then you come back. I mean, when Bobcat Goldthwait came back, and, and Paul Reiser's writing a bunch of stuff, you yeah, see yeah. them at these clubs, and they're working on stuff, and it's like, okay, this is all new stuff. It's going to be a year or two before we see them, even though they could make a phone call right now and sure. record a special. Right. They're waiting to make it good, and they did. You know? Boy, those Showtime specials were they Showtime started doing doing specials a couple of years ago, and then they just started buying them. They stopped producing them. Yeah. yeah, explain to me why I'm watching HBO One Night Stand. They're showing reruns from like the 80s. Yeah, HBO comedy. And they make comedy. you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Even if yeah. the set is good, you're like, right. oh, look at the shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, look at the hair on this guy. Right. It's yeah. like 
why not redo those? They can't be expensive to make. Right. Yeah. It's a three camera shoot. You know, the audience is already there. You can't, all you have to do is prep them like, hey, don't get up and leave. Don't yeah. swear. And, you know, there's no retakes. There's, it, it's. We well, got to remember one study that they do that tells them that it's cheaper to rerun something. Oh, Even sure. if they never do that study and get that result ever again, they're going to go with the cheaper, easier version. And at know? least rerun, you know, the da- good Dangerfield's Young Comedian Specials oh, or I something. I saw those yeah. on VHS somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do too. <laughs> I, I got uh, I got uh, Sam Kinison's. Did you get it at our show the other day? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got Kinison's Breakout Night. I got uh-huh. Bob Saget's on yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, Wait, weren't were Saget and Kinison the same night? Same night. They Who were, was it? Yeah. Saget, Kinison. Kinison. Uh, uh, Jeff Altman, I think, was that night. Uh, I want to say Bob Nelson was that yep, night. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, Bob um, Nelson. Uh, Roseanne was in Sketches. Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner. Oh, yeah. and there Rita was, was on that? There was another one that had Lenny Clark... Uh, Bill Hicks, Dom Irera, Andrew Dice Clay, wow. and Robert wow. Schimmel, and Kara Leifer, and wow. Barry Sobel were all wow. like, like all seven of them became something yeah, yeah. at least, you know. So no, that was good stuff, man. That yeah. was good stuff. Yeah, it's like, you know, well, that's the other thing too. Uh, I was talking to I was talking to Sam Tripoli last night. I yeah. see him tomorrow night. Actually, yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I write for his website. I'm the boxing writer for Punch Drunk. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big and he and I were talking yeah. about how you got guys like Dangerfield and Johnny Carson. I mean, Carson had a TV show, but Dangerfield. Yeah. He had the older generation helping young yeah. guys break. Mm-hmm. No one does that now. Well, or if they do, they do it in a different way. Like I think Dane Cook was trying with that uh, that that road the tour thing, thing. that torgasm thing or whatever. No, but, Gabe, for himself. No, well, no, I say uh, Gabriel Iglesias with the the oh, yeah, stand up yeah, revolution yeah. And, and Russell Peters has hosted a few things there's a handful of guys I've heard are good yeah, about yeah. that but again it, it really it's more insular it's like it comes from these are guys hanging out with them this right. is their crew whereas back I mean Rodney Dangerfield you got the feeling he didn't know all these guys that well he saw them in his club he had a club sure. to recruit and he was a star there aren't too many active still funny writing comics that own clubs in LA or New York I mean right, there, right. there's a ton of that in the middle of the country sure. but even then that attitude changed those guys usually have horrible reputations for the way they treat they became a big fish in a small pond and never went they barely helped the guys that are under their thumb you would, right. you would you know? think these the talk show hosts because the late night talk show when you have so many of them now you would think to make their jobs easier and you can't tell me there's not enough comedians that could do this that they would just say you know what each night four minutes a night it's another comedy yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Four night, five nights a week the, the, that's the writers like yes thank you that's all that less work right. we got yeah, to do we gotta do, we yeah. get a guaranteed guest, and you and does it have to be at the end? It yeah. doesn't have to be at the end. No. Put it in the middle sometimes. And you can't you tell know. me in L.A., New York, where most of those are taped, that there's not a gl- tons of comics who are sure. qualified. I'm not saying they're superstars, whatever, but rocks. You know this. How many comedians do you know personally that are so good? You're like, how is this guy or girl yeah, not, not more fun, famous yeah. or a household name yet? Three. Yeah. <laughs> that is your answer. That's the answer. Yeah. But no, seriously, there's so many good. And none I mean, of them are in this room. I, I yeah, remember no. when I was featured. I, when yeah. I was featured, I'm like, God, this guy is so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes, he's the headliner, but how <laughs> did that have a show yet? How, right. Yeah. No way. You know. And then, and then the other flips of the coin. You got guys like Brian Regan, thy God, uh-huh. who you know does not have a show, but though frankly he's admitted he's like, why do I need a show? Yeah, yeah. Right. Those guys yeah, like him and he, Shoemaker, whose yeah. audiences have just kept following. He always them, said, you know? he goes, "Why is having my own sitcom the finish line?" You know, the guy makes six million a year, and he plays theaters and casinos mm-hmm. and arenas, and and he does one, maybe two shows a night, well, maybe that, four nights a week. He's not on the road fifty weeks a year anymore. No. And you've you got know. to be honest about what a guy has. I mean, Dom Herrera and and Brian Regan and guys like that have been very funny for a very long time. They've yeah. been killing. They've been. Regan's been doing it clean too, but not everyone translates into an actor. 
I mean, yeah, it's true. Tim Allen very well did. And in fact, he kind of had to stop writing because the shtick he got that got on there, that was it. It wasn't going yeah. any further than yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, Drew, Drew Carey, you got a feeling if he had had to be back in, he could write a lot of new stuff sure. and do whatever. But a lot of these guys, they get on TV so they can leave that road thing behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talked to some of the guys, I mean, Eddie, and F, Eddie F and I were talking about this a couple of years ago. And about you know, he'll talk to guys that have arena tours and they're like, no, the road still does suck. It's just you get a lot more compensation for it being sure. gone all the time. Still, a, still get that shower head, man. Yeah, still, still have that problem. Rivers on Louis says the gigs don't get better; you get better. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that episode oh, of Louis, a, where yeah. he, uh, you know, he was so discouraged because he was playing the tiny little lounge of the casino, and he wanted to play the big, big, big casino room, room yeah, that Joan yeah. was playing in. Probably one of the best. It was clearly a poem to comedians. Sure, that whole yeah, episode it was, was a poem to comedians. You know, I don't know if the rest of the country got the. He's had a few episodes that were like that. that him with Dane, yeah, 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 with Dane, it was great. With him, with uh, Jim Florentine playing the the, the hack opener. Oh, the yeah. most recent, that, oh, was that was incredible. Great. Yeah, yeah. But I also like what Joan said in that episode. Um, she's like, oh, you're in the lounge. I was there last year. Yeah. yeah. And she said, so, she, I might be back there the following. Yeah, she yeah, goes, yeah, and yeah. if I don't do well, they'll put me back there. Yeah. yeah. I, won't, I won't speak ill of the dead, but Joan, they had union writers on that show. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm doing a show at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, first of all, I'm going up to tape. Yeah. Oh, for the the uh, Brian's thing, right? The, no, no, no. I'm taping uh, for myself. For oh, yourself. Some, like, okay. For yeah. some late night submissions and notes and stuff. And uh, I follow a comic who talks about uh, having women snort coke off his uh, big black dick. Okay. <laughs> Kills for seven minutes, and then I go up there to do my clean TV set. And just I <laughs> oh. pulled the shoot it too, and just changed changed it up, or because they were not having it. Oh man! So I talked about uh, women snorting uh, why coke didn't you off do my jokes big about your big black dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I said that the guy was Jewish and five four. I don't know why. <laughs> that's why it was so funny. It was. It was so like that's a great room, but they are a momentum room. Yeah. So that problem it's is not policed if, well. You know, no, it's it, not. Well, yeah. <laughs> this comes to this story. Um, so first of all, so I'm hanging out, and I'm just I, I, you know. I know a couple comics in the green room or whatever, and they're they're shooting the shit. And uh, this nice girl, I wish I knew her name, was MC in the show. And I'm just I'm just going over my set, and uh, this dude comes in, and she was talking about when she headlines that she she sells CDs, but she's not going to sell because she MC. And this guy goes, "You ain't no headliner." Oh boy! And I was like, "Hello," and she's like, "What?" He's like, "You ain't no headliner." He's like. Yes, I do. I headline rooms. He's like, you're like, you ain't no headliner. You might be a closer, but you ain't no headliner. Oh man! And I'm just, I'm just listening, <laughs> smiling, writing my notes. And he looks at me. He's like, you're a headliner, though, right? Yeah, I've seen you. And I'm like, don't bring me into this, dude. Comedy's <laughs> not hard this. enough without chipping at each other's ego right before they go. Yeah, up. exactly. And this dude was a big. Intimidating, intimidating guy. Oh, same guy from the. the no, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bigger bigger yeah. and more intimidating. Okay. Uh, and she was, you know, this five foot four girl. And he just kept going, You ain't a, you might be a closer. He's like, And he goes, Can you put your name on the marquee of this club? And he's like getting in her face and like pointing his wow. finger. If you put your this isn't even about her. He's had some running with somebody oh, recently. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. And his thing, can you put your name on the marquee and sell out this club in a night? She's like, I don't think so. Then you ain't no headliner, <laughs> right? And uh, granted, I, I might have a agree with a couple things he he's said, saying. Yeah, but he's. Uh, but what point did dick. it serve? To yeah, and yeah. what's right. the point? Right. Why did you walk in here and start this? How does that help yeah, anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going on? What can you know? It didn't phase the guy with the big black dick though. Uh, he killed. <laughs> Uh, when you have a big black dick, you can pretty much fill a room exactly. without even telling jokes. <laughs> those guys just those guys bomb and they still <laughs> smile. It's like, dude, I'm going home going with home a big with black dick. dick. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing you can say to me. <laughs> you can't hurt my feelings. It's like <laughs> I wear like a stole. Anyway, so this guy uh, like does his whole spiel in the green room, and uh, he leaves to go do his to go do his guest set. 
mm-hmm. here to go do his guest set. And while we're going, what was wrong with that guy? So well, the guy was a guest set talking guest about set shit? talking like that. It gets worse. He's doing like six minutes, seven minutes. At minute three, the guy running the room, Jeff, you just hear from the, from the showroom, Jeff, 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 come here. Jeff, come here through the microphone, and Jeff, I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> I want to see this so Jeff comes out. The pole place is silent, and he goes, "This guy right here needs to be kicked out. This guy right here needs to be kicked on a guest set." Oh man! Two minutes in, and Jeff goes, "What? What do you mean? He's talking. He's talking through my set. He needs to be kicked out. He needs to be kicked out." Now. <laughs> doesn't even talk to the guy first. No, nothing, <laughs> nothing. You can't even. You have to do at least seven minutes of heckling before you even get suggested. Yeah, or to throw at least out. they make some joke about not being in his living room yes. or a throwaway line. Nothing. Not make sure the crowd's on your side. I don't go to the. It takes McDonald's me seven minutes and- to realize people are talking <laughs> in the audience. I mean, get, you got to get comfortable, you know? And Jeff, Jeff did the best response anybody running the room could do. He went to the guy. He looked at the guy. He goes, are you talking? He's like, yeah. You going to be quiet now? He's like, yeah. Okay, finish the show. You got three minutes. <laughs> I, 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 nice. In all your years of comedy, how many times have you had someone thrown out? I personally orchestrated it. N- never. I've never said this guy has to go. Two for me. Have you? Two in uh, 17 years. I want to say goose egg here. One, there's there's a clip. One, I tried to, and the management wouldn't do it. That's the other thing, too, is if you know you're working a club, there was literally, uh, the club doesn't exist anymore, crazy times in Corpus Christi, but it doesn't exist for a very good reason. Uh, It was was a bar that had entertainment. Like The the woman who ran it did not know comedy, which is sometimes good because they don't try to book everybody. They get whatever. And the husband was nice, and he took me around, and the MC is now running the room that's in Corpus now. But he, like, there was a table in the back left, and this room was, the audience was already kind of dumb. I mean, I was dumbing it down, and I was was a, was a brand new headliner, and they weren't getting. And so, you know, the owner's like complaining about like what she has to pay me, and like you haven't drawn enough for that. I go, I'm, if I want to draw, you'd be paying me triple that. Right. So I'm you're getting away with here. what you're paying me because you're supposed to fill your own room. There's a table in the back, yakking to the point where like I literally three times in the set got the audience together that kept looking at them and was clearly pissed. Like, if I'm eating shit, I'm just going to plow through it. But the rest of the crowd is liking me and then turning and being pissed off. And then when they're paying attention, they're laughing. So I don't want to pick on them too hard because they don't know. It's ignorant. Like, they think they're being part of the show by not yelling shit out. They're just being loud. Like, those tables where you say something and they laugh, then they break into little discussion groups, yeah. and they miss your next three jokes. It was like that. The MC went over to tell him to shut up. The, uh, the, the, the doorman, which was another comic, went over to tell him to shut up. I got the audience three times to yell, shut the fuck up. Right. And at the end of the show, the owner comes up and goes, if they're paying for drinks, I'm not going to kick them out. Oh, yeah. And I went, well, then you should own a restaurant. <laughs> you, should, you shouldn't have. Yeah, that, that's your attitude. Well, you should not have a club. Back to what that's you guys are saying, how, yeah. like, you know, it's like how uh, audience, audiences used to be, or club owners used to be thrilled to have, you know, either they were sorry that the Tuesday show is only half yeah, full. Exactly. Well, yeah. is it now because things are so expensive and all that? You would think because gas is expensive, especially in Los Angeles. The traffic to get to the club, the time, mm-hmm. the effort. You mm-hmm. got to get a good seat. You order your food. It might be kind of pricey. You got a group or whatever. Why would you talk through the thing you paid you for? You paid for, right. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, as I said, you know, they, I, they, again, maybe these people do talk during a movie, but I highly doubt yeah. it. Mm. You know, maybe I mean, they, they get liquored up and they don't know how loud they're being is yeah. half the time. I mean, yes, yes, sometimes people are just stupid and they're indignant and, they, and yeah. they're very selfish. Other times, it's just alcohol just brings out the shit you've been holding in all day. And yeah, if you're holding true. in Captain Sociopath, it's yeah. going to come out after a few shots. I bet you the Harvey's thing, just real quick. I, yeah. My best friend was having it, the same guy who was alive because of the motorcycle accident, was taping me in Portland where he lived. And I'm up there it was co-headlining Saturday early show mm-hmm. or like middle show they have a very early show at that point they still do three shows 
Yeah, I don't know if they still do. Oh. This was like five years ago. Okay. But anyway, so and there's a table in the back that's just yelling about everything, just loud to the point where people in the front are turning around. And so I said something. I forget. It's on YouTube. You can Chris Strait calls Heckler a cunt. If you type that into YouTube, <laughs> no. And and so and I just turned it into a bit because mostly women. And I, I but one dude was with them, and I said, he said, no, that dude's just trying to get laid. And I said, and this is why women need more threats of violence from other women. <laughs> As I talked about women, because because there's not men making that noise because they know another man might hurt them. And I spun it about that, and I said, yeah, because now right now you're being cunts. And the room just went to quiet like that, and I and I because I had made a joke about words causing stuff, and then when I let it go quietly, like oh, like that, and I go. See, it worked. And the rest of the crowd started laughing. Right, right. And literally, you could see the security that was moving towards step back, leaned against the wall, and smile. And like, that's like, oh, no, I got him. You know? They said, the only two times I had someone thrown out, the, it's a common denominator. They weren't bothering me. I could see they were uh, bothering the audience. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, come on. We've all, I mean, I can't, I could probably, if I did 10 shows, I bet you seven of those, there's going to be people chit-chatting. Sure, yeah, To yeah. the point where you can tune it out or address it, nip it in the bud, whatever. But when I see, like, man, I'm doing really well here. And you see people like, what the hell's, they're looking like, who's yeah, making that noise? Yeah, yeah. And you can hear the tisks. Right. And then next thing you know, you see the backs of people's heads because they're looking to turn to see yeah, who that person is. That's distracting is. from what you're doing. Now yeah. I'm losing the room and not to mention, I'm thinking, wow, I've seen come close, not when I'm on stage, I'm like, I'm going to watch an audience member punch another audience member. Right, yeah. yeah. So the one, and the, the one time I was hosting at the Hollywood Improv, mm-hmm. so I was up a thousand times and sure. this girl was just making every really good comedian eat it. And then, uh, and then the other one I was headlining in my hometown was sold out show, and people drove to that show in minus twenty six degree weather. Yeah, right? and everyone was on board except these two broads, and they oh. were just being, they were doing everything. I mean, they were Sabotagers. taking pictures, and you could oh. you could hear the click, mm-hmm. yeah. and here let me see it. No, yeah. it was just ridiculous. And what was worse is they were like stage left. My mom was there. I brought her up on stage. I did a bit with her that she didn't know what I was going to do. It was, just, it was one of those, like, this is going to be one of the best shows of my life in my hometown where my radio and TV fans were there, whatever. And I was only about seven minutes in. And all this shit And starts. I'm like, no. If, it, if there were seven minutes left... I could ride that out. Sure. But I'm doing an hour, hour 15. Yeah. No, not on my watch. Yeah. And uh, I, and I give you three chances. I give you yeah. three strikes. I, you know, I, you go okay over there? And yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm part of the show. They get all excited. Oh, and boy. then I start to do my thing again. And they said, I, so I, then my second trick is to look one direction and point the other direction, like shut up right, without right. saying the word shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally the third one is like, you got to be quiet. You got to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they, you know, it's like that. I have a joke about it in my ex, like you know, they peep, they do that one. I was like, that's it, out. <laughs> and I, that's it. Don't make me pull this car yeah, over, young man. I'll tell you, man. It's like just me and my uh, three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I get Italian, and oh, yeah, that yeah. temper comes out. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't right. want to be famous on YouTube for stage diving off the audience. <laughs> so, and who's then, the commentator? The and, guitar. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Then, I go. You know, I'm like Pete. They gotta go. I said, I'll, and I even said on stage, I'm like, I will cover their tab, and they had full four right. drinks and food for every all four of them. Said, I'll cover their tab. I said, I'm not even worried about it. Take it out of my pay. Right. I said, it's minus 26 degrees. It's my hometown show. It's sold out. My mom's here, and we're going to have a good time tonight, and this ain't going to happen. And the crowd went hysterical, oh, nuts. Right. And they got up, and they politely left. And as they're walking through, the girl, and I'm, I didn't taunt, you know, they yeah. were leaving without any incident. And she was like, woo, and the audience, some girl in the audience goes, they're not, t- they're like, we're not cheering for you, dumb twat. <laughs> the audience, 
Brandon, so I clearly had the audience on my side. When you can get another woman against another woman, that usually the squawking twats thing really yeah. does stop So when I got off stage, I told the owner, I said, just tell me what I owe. He goes, no, they actually paid their bill. Oh. And I said, they didn't stiff you? He goes, no, they paid their bill and they apologized. And they wanted to ask if they could sit in the, there's like an open bar where you can kind of kind uh-huh. of see and kind of hear. And uh, he, he's like, but I was just worried there was just going to be more of the same. And he yeah. lets a lot of people come in for free if, if they're oversold. Sure. If they just want to kind of hear and kind of yeah, see yeah, or whatever, right. but still drink or whatever. Because I wanted those seats for nice people. I was just, that was nice. You know, in the improv, I was hosting a show. And just after the fifth comic, the comedians are looking at me like, and I was trying to do what yeah, I could. if you're hosting, yeah. it does. It comes back And it's to a Hollywood you. improv, and there were some big names there, too. And they were eating it. Eating it, they were they were handling well, what, it. Right, what, what was the woman doing that was making them eat it? Uh, I mean, it's one thing to keep the, the sabotaging. Sh- the show but... was sponsored. She she was uh, she wasn't so much heckling as she was. Yeah. Oh, right. that's right. Oh, support of heckler. <laughs> yeah, the support. Right. No, because yeah. it's just me and you, comic. Right. Yeah, and, one of those and, things. You know, and, if, yeah. and if and she she was purposely waiting for the laughs to die down for some comics, and then she would say something oh. else. She picked her moments. It was clearly like everyone's eleven. Right. Like, Woo! Yeah. It's just enough to throw all these comics' yeah. timings off. I'm, I do seven in the front. She hadn't started yet. And then I'm roll calling after that. And uh, finally, uh, I, the show was sponsored by somebody. We were, I was supposed to give away some stuff. Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, if I give you a, a free T-shirt here, will you, will you lock it up? You know? And she's like, yes. I said, do you promise? I go, yeah. I said, put your hand over your heart. You know, and now make it. It's like, I said, well, say your name. Audience. And she's like, yeah, says her name. Right. Solomon Square. So I'm going to start to shut the hell up, to shut the hell up. She's taking it like a champ. I'm thinking, okay, okay good. And I said, here you go. Here's your shirt. I think this is your size. Extra bitch, right? Make it <laughs> right? And the second the next guy came up, oh, she no. went for broke. And so, and I can't interrupt the guy's set, so I went up, as soon as I got up on stage, they go, you're done. I said, I've been doing comedy 12 years. I said, never thrown anyone out. Congratulations, you just set precedence. And the bouncer at the club, he stands up, and he's looking at me like, for real? I go, out, right. out. I said, clap it up if you want. But I didn't finish the sentence. And people are like, yeah, <laughs> what are you waiting for? And all the other comics are like, thank you, Jesus. And I felt bad for not doing that for the first five. Right, yeah. You well, know? It's, it's, you don't, man, you don't want to... You don't want to be you, that guy. You don't want to be the guy, who, you know, the douchebag who comes up to Ventura and kicks everybody. You know, kicks. You sure. Know, and everybody's there to have a good time. And I know this has been very like female centric on hecklers right now, but going after a female heckler is tough. Yep, it yep. is tough, and because uh, you can look like the bad guy very quickly. Uh, I've well, never that, had that, a talking issue with males, frankly. Well, that, but the thing because really? there is it's a fear. Weird. There is a fear from men that, number one, that their buddies aren't going to back them up because this is asking more of a backup. Mm-hmm. When women start going crazy like that, their friends might hate them, but the, the, the dynamic among groups of women is to wait till the bitch goes to the bathroom and then talk shit about her. Right. So while she's still there, they're not going to confront. Whereas with a guy, if there's one guy in there that's known him longer than a year, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And it usually ends with, because the bouncer might use the taser. He might physically restrain you and carry you out. The women, like, what's that, what's that quarterback going through? Apparently this... this this, this blonde chick, you know, was punching him, calling him the N-word, all kinds of crap. And he's the asshole because he hit her back. Mm-hmm. Women, deep down, when they get drunk, they take advantage of that double standard, a lot of them do. That's Bill Burr's bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that whole bit about uh, that. Yeah, and, and so, and, and again, and it speaks very ill of the women that are there and they, they want to still look like ladies, but they want to punch this bitch. They're enjoying the show, too. Right. And they're told they're not supposed to be like that, that it's not ladylike to confront them or at least make them know they could be confronted. So they, they kind of walk around like their shit don't stink until you really... And they, they think they're funny. Chris Straight, women's studies me. Yeah, no, it's true. No, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and learn more about women from yeah, yeah. three guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had sure, like, in the audience maybe whisper a little bit, talk briefly, and I'm looking out like, man, they're settling up the check. They're paying the check, ladies. Yeah. You know, they're doing that kind of stuff. 
occasionally, but I've never had to tell a guy to shut up on stage. No, I, I, I have. Never. I, I always and the Ventura. I have, but it usually ends quicker. That's all. Yeah. I've had it. Ventura. I had to tell a guy, but you know what? When I told him. He quieted the rest of his table down, like it was a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with the, with the with the guy at, at Harvey's that was, I'm pointing on the radio. And there was <laughs> he had he had a, all those drunk women yelling, and he was yelling just as loud. But when I dropped the C bomb to him, I was telling him it. Uh-huh. You know, and then, then he shut the rest of them up because he knows he could be face down in the gutter even if they're not scared of physical violence. Right, right. He was. I had a. Girl, I don't think a, I've a, ever had girls. Oh, uh, bachelorette uh, parties are just the well, worst. Well, that's. You know what? I've had a couple that were really awesome, and I've literally taken time out of the show to thank them because they look like they were going to be nightmares. Have you ever had that? I, yeah, like the yeah. penis helmet, the yeah, penis right. hats, the, the veils, the everything. And this is clearly the middle of their night. Like they've come from a place where they were eating and drinking. They're yeah. going to a place where dicks are in their face or something right, like that. Right, right. This is the middle step. So it's Lou usually Santini's the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> Damn it, that's my clothes are But no, it was when I played the Skyline Comedy Club. Some, oh, Wisconsin. One of the best yeah, yeah. of my life was there because there was a bachelorette party. That was the exception of the rule. I'm not saying they're all horrible, but I always love when I would headline the feature of the MC. Like, oh, good. There's a bachelorette party. I'm like, yeah. it's going to be about them. You know? Yeah, I, I even said with Stand Up Scottsdale, I outed myself and said, you know what? It was a big group of you. I, you came in first. You were loud when there was only you here. I prejudged you and I thought you were going to be loud as shit. You've been awesome. Congratulations on your wedding. Give them a drink. You know, and I made the whole audience clap for them. And the audience knew what I was talking about. Like yeah. they, they, they had the they same feeling. Yeah. Well, most people who go to comedy clubs, I would say are regulars. Wouldn't you say 50% of crowds are regulars? Maybe. And the ones Maybe. who aren't say something. He's like, this is my first time ever yeah, and I'm yeah, 35. Yeah, always, like they I say want to sit up front because I want people to make fun of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you want, no one will make fun of you. Right. But I think that's 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 like a the, what, the a Ventura Harbor lift. bachelor party. The girl got up. I thought she was getting up to use the bathroom and I'm like, man, she's walking towards the stage. She's going to walk in front oh, of everyone mother to go fuck. to the bathroom. She walked right up on stage. I mean, hammered, slurring. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to, knowing that she's past the point of return, so anything I say, she's not going to understand. I don't want to pick on the incapacitated. Yeah, and yeah. I go, What are you doing, honey? And she goes, Give me the bike. I want to tell some jokes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus nice. Christ. And, uh, and was again, she the bachelorette or what? Uh, nah, I think she was the bridesmaid. But was, uh, sure this, enough. And, and, yeah, I, and oh. the, uh, they're not doing nothing about it. And I'm thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating here. Why do we know it could have been some dude with a gun or a knife? You right. know, getting yeah. shot or killed. It's like, you can't just let people, you have to police the room. There has to yeah. be a level of safety now. I don't have my head on a swivel, and, you know, yeah. knowing that, you know, some idiot could just walk up on stage and get shot. Yeah, yeah, no, I had a guy walk on stage at Mammoth Lakes. So I thought, like, oh, it'll be rich people sitting up. No, drunk, really horrible bar show. I don't know where these people are coming from. Bishop, probably. But I mean, it's <laughs> the nearest redneck town. But I mean, no, they were, the stage was where's, by the door. Where's Mammoth Lakes? Uh, about five hours of it. It's a ski resort. Oh, and I'm Mammoth. Not, I'm not a skier. Yeah, oh, Mammoth. And by Big Bear, right? Oh, yeah, the town. Yeah. Yeah, Mammoth. Yeah. No, 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 no. Big Bear's the east. Oh, okay, got north. it. Mammoth. Yeah, but it's one of the best skiing in the east, yeah, country. Yeah. Actually, there's a military base up there that's a cold weather training facility. That's how snowy it is up there oh, at all times. But anyway, I, but anyway, Another reason why one guy gets military. on stage, and this is right. <laughs> one guy gets on stage. This is right when Larry the Cable Guy broke. So everyone in the room is yelling, uh, "Get her done!" At the end of Ooh. every joke, oh. this one guy gets on stage, and 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 I've already it's already been the worst set of mine or my feature's life at this point. This is like eleven years ago. I was I shouldn't have been headlining it was anywhere last week. but here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the doors right by. So everyone new in is looking over. People are looking at them. It was a horrible setup for comedy. And then, and then this guy gets on stage drunk and he wants to tell a joke or whatever. So, and just something all of a sudden clicked in me and I went, you know what? This isn't going to get any worse if you get indignant. You're not going to win them over by standing up to this dude. And it's killing time that you're getting paid for. So, you know, and the management isn't doing anything to curb this. The bartender looks clearly annoyed by them. Sure. But he's making money off them. So, I mean, they're, they're, a lot of them are rich and tipping for how drunk they are. Yep. So I, I hand the guy the mic, let him say eight 
incoherent things, after which he yelled, get her done at the end of. I just sort of sat there, and I was smiling, until I see the crowd start to like walk Away, like they're literally leaving that part of the bar. Like he's right. walking the room instead of me. And, and and again, I was about to go. Oh, okay, he's killing the show. Then I went. No, no, no. This has already sucked. It's not going to get worse <laughs> yeah, with. Less I'm going to turn this into the best show of my exactly, life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? I'm getting entertained. I, I must have let him be up there for 10, 15 minutes. Really? Like that, until I finally said, you know, all this work you've been doing. I'm getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, these people in the ski resort will tell you how that works. That's how they got rich. <laughs> you know? And I took the mic back, and the wow. last five minutes were actually decent. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow, I'd never give the mic to somebody. No, yeah. I ain't doing that. I mean, I just have a rule. I never turn the power over to the audience. Don't ask a question you don't want answered. Yeah. You know, I, that's why in my history, my how's everyone doing tonight? I never ask it because it only takes just one drunk, cranky guy. Terrible. Yeah, or like, you know, so and, and so died. Are you, yeah, are you ready to have fun tonight? Just, I, even when I would host shows, I just never, I don't ask people how they're doing. I tell them how they're doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never yeah. Ask plus, a question when every comedian says, Hi, how's everybody doing? Tonight? Yeah. Every, every, just, I, I've only ever asked it, I think when I was early and just didn't know any better. Or when there literally has been something mm-hmm. that would require that question. Sure. Like, like if somebody. You know, maybe there was an interaction with an audience member gone wrong, or it was a good show. They got person before me ate mm-hmm. it at the improv. That happens a lot. We're talking about, sure. you know, some because they'll put some industry comic in that's not funny, and you got to come up and lift them. All right, that. right. So I'll ask you, know, uh, but I'll usually you got to do it differently. Yeah, you can't say, so how's everybody feeling? Middle of the show, right, right. You know, yeah. it's like, so, are you ready for another comedian? Well, it's only the second one. So yeah, <laughs> we're we're all ready. How about when it's, the how about when the MC says, are you ready for your first comedian? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. are you? Wait, yeah. What the hell were you? Yeah, yeah. I love you ready that. for the show on. to start? Yeah. I thought. Started more, when you think better of yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you ready for the show to start? I thought that's when the voice of God introduced you <laughs> as you walked up on stage. Hey, I honey, hear you. you ready for your husband? He's, so you uh, want he's, he's coming over next week. You, yeah. um, you, real quick on that note. Um, yeah, I, I was uh, uh, MCing in Vegas uh, years ago, and uh, uh, I had to throw in years ago because I'm a pompous ass. And uh, um, I'm beyond Vegas now. I'm beyond <laughs> Vegas now. And um, I. The, the, it's a weird thing like the MC it's the features both you both feature yeah, yeah, yeah. there and yeah. it's so it's like somebody comes out introduces the show does five minutes the next guy comes on does 15 I think and then the MC comes on does 15 and then the headliner so yeah. it's it's a really wonky show hmm. but it, it's, for some reason it works it works and I came back out and I was like see I told you you got you know the guy killed and, and I had to bring down the headliner I'm like I told you yeah, right? you guys are having a good time right it's a good show yeah. guys no oh <laughs> I can picture how he said it too. Oh, and by the way, Lou, it was a guy. It wasn't. Yeah. A girl, so, uh, <laughs> maybe it's you. I, maybe maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe it's me. I only bring out the women pissed off, and you bring out the men pissed off. And then and then I make like some free bird. It's like it's always one douche. Yeah. It's always one douche in the audience at the concert. He yells free bird, or at the comedy club he yells no, no. Good one. Well written. Wow. Good yeah, comeback. Yeah. And then Good I, writing. The whole eyes like, oh, yeah. Ooh, now it's going down. And then uh, he it was so dark he got kicked out while I was burning him. So I was oh, like, wow. so See, like yes, I hate that. In the dark room, it's like I am literally like, like flying blind. I can't right. see where you are, and I'm trying to. Oh, and then when they call them. out, and then you you call them on it, and then they don't say sure. anything. Sure. Uh, what's yeah. uh, what's the what's the female deaf comedian's name? Uh, she's pr- pretty well known. I've seen her oh, anyway. Uh, because uh, she's deaf, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she has to be able to read lips. Sure. So she, she I don't does, know who this woman is. Yeah, I, I've no, seen I her. She, she used to she she, tackle you. 
Huh? Yeah, I didn't understand. Is she her, around like the eighties and nineties more? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. But I can't think of that. And name. because she's uh, deaf, so she really wouldn't know if she's being heckled if someone's getting sure. loud unless she saw people turning. Like what? The, she would have yeah. to watch. So she kind of has the room lights a little bit lighter than okay. most would. Yeah. And so anytime she realized she was getting heckled, he, she would just tell the the lighting guys like, if there's a heckler, put the spotlight right on him. Oh, if, wow. if I don't notice it, and you do, hit him with it. And she goes, usually that everyone's brave in the dark. Yeah. You know, and yeah, she yeah, and yeah. she said, she goes, and plus I need to be able to read lips so I can come back with something, you know. And then sure. she, she goes, it always worked. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. And just hit it with the spotlight. You just, you know, but yeah. most of the time oh, in the room. I was thinking not a bad idea to pretend to be deaf. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> so Richard Jenny had that in one of his HBO specials where somebody yelled out, Richard. And he goes, Yes. And waits for everyone to get quiet and goes, he changed his mind. Yeah. You know, that happens. People get drunk enough to start heckling, then can't go all the way. He's yeah. like, hey, Richard. Oh, this uh, isn't like me. You know, I, he just, he uh, just did like 10 minutes on it. You know? I miss him. Yeah, yeah. he was great. Um, have you ever seen the uh, uh, Richard Pryor from New Orleans special? Is that the one he goes, shh? Yeah, he's got hecklers at his special. Yeah, the like New Orleans. the whole It's the last one. Thing. Well, yeah, it was also, a mo- the first room he did, it was majority black. Also, New Orleans has no club for a reason. It's a, it's a party city. Oh, it's Dream they're, City, They yeah. party in every room they're in. They don't yeah, shut up. It's the last thing So, yeah, do. but Richard Pryor was like a, a legend, but because in his first two specials, uh, less so in Sunset Strip, but he messes with the audience uh-huh. a little bit like, you know, coming down, well, you ain't got no film in that damn camera. Oh, white people came back, found out niggas done stole lay seats. You know, right. Like, that's what they thought and, and the, the audience was well lit so Richard could mess with them and they thought they were in the show they're yelling stuff till finally he has to go shut the fuck up <laughs> in the middle of that yeah. it ended up well, being his last special too you've managed to put down women and say nigger in the same <laughs> <laughs> okay that's great you combine that in one sentence let me see you yeah. <laughs> alright so it's wow. on my new DVD right. you like you the, the story the story that I told you uh, at the time warp about the goth family Oh, uh, sure. Why Do we not? have time? Yeah. Is that that so. kind of show? Uh, it's a road story. It's yeah, yeah. I don't remember it being dirty. No, because nothing. All right. No, nothing yeah, no, it's certainly you not guys dirty. Want to talk about the story for twenty minutes? <laughs> yeah. just, oh, those are some good time. Join us next week to find out what we were talking about. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, late for your KKK meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at uh, Joker's in Dayton. Yes, which accidentally burnt down like so many comedy clubs do. <laughs> um, I was featuring there he put for the show and influence. Anyway, Paul. Oh, I can't think of his last name. Not Provenza, but uh, yeah, anyway. Riser Paul. No, I've, I've featured for him too, but it's, I, I can't think of his name. Anyway, Rodriguez. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's turn that show now. So uh, I, I would say the room holds 200, 220, something like that. And a really smoky room before the anti-smoking laws. I just yeah. remember, like, this is the most smoke. And I'm from Ohio. I was born in Pittsburgh, raised in Ohio. I and mean, there were some smokers out there. I'm like, I couldn't see two rows deep because of the right. smoke. The ceiling tires are black with smoke, you know. Yeah. Uh, everything sold out except for, in the very front row. I mean, so close you can put your foot on the people sitting, hugging the stage there, <laughs> right? Uh, real muscular. Picture Kirk Hammett from Metallica except with 100 pounds of muscle. Uh-huh. Goth, tatted up guy. Empty seat. Goth woman, goth teenage girl. I mean, old enough to get in, but she can't yeah. drink alcohol. 18. Uh, that's the one empty seat. It's making me crazy. The MC doesn't even call in. Like, why is there one empty seat in a sold out room, you know, right, right. in the front row? So I come up and I said, I have to ask. I said, do you have a, another person coming? Someone in the bathroom? What's going on? He goes, no, just uh, we had a buddy going to make it, but he couldn't make it. And I go, oh, I said, so looking at them, knowing they were both very goth, I said, yeah. I'm assuming they're with you. He goes, yeah, that's my wife. 
And I, and the whole audience is like, why isn't she, she's sitting one seat over? Why aren't you all sitting the three of you together and leaving the other empty seat? Why? And he goes, well, we'd like to give each other space. And he wasn't even trying to be funny. (laughs) He wasn't. He goes, I just give each other space. I mean, he literally wanted to give me some room type thing. And I'm like, ah, well, I've succeeded. And and I said, how long have you been married? And he's like, 22 years. That's our daughter. She's 18. And I said, uh, I'm just doing the standard, you know, what's your secret to successful marriage as someone who's never been married? And he said, we actually live in separate houses one mile away. Wow. And one go, mile away? Is that what you said? What's that? One mile away one from mile each away? other. And I said, oh, so you're separated. He goes, no, no, we get along great. And I said, but you live a mile away. You have two mortgages. And he goes, yeah. So my wife pays her own mortgage with her job. I pay wow. my mortgage with mine. And I said, if we fight, we can always go to our separate houses. I go, well, if you had a bigger house, you could always go to a separate room. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to buy a whole new house because that doesn't work. He says, we tried that when we were dating. It just doesn't work because you follow that person yeah. into the room and you bang in the door and you just keep arguing. And he goes, and plus this way, my daughter, he goes, our daughter never has to really see us yelling at each other. And he goes, and frankly, I can't remember the last time we ever did yell at each other and fight. Huh. And uh, the whole audience got real quiet like they might be onto something. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a you, seminar you, you, now. You, you can hear pencils like, like writing shit down, like must do this. So uh, and so, you know, and I'm like, is it me or did they crack the code? You know, and, and it led nicely into my relationship stuff. Okay, great. Show ends. At the time, I did not have merch yet. I was still featuring, but I was. I learned a lesson from Robert Schimmel, who was a friend of mine from interviewing him on radio yeah. in Cleveland and seeing him a million times. You know, he wouldn't go to the green room. He got off stage and went right to the exit door and shook hands yeah, yeah, and yeah. signed up with anyone who wanted to. I do you know, too, very nice. Yeah. And he always ordered pizzas for every staff member. Each staff member got their own pizza. Wow. Oh, I mean, I uh, 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 Brea Improv, I remember talking there, like 40 pizzas came in, like stack, <laughs> yeah. long after the club was closed, and he asked, he asked the manager, do those pizzas come in? Anyway, yeah. so uh, I'm shaking hands, great show, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Here comes the guy and his wife and daughter, and the guy's like, hilarious, and he goes, and thanks for not making fun of the obvious. You know, I could have really picked on his goth look and his right. piercings, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, well, I didn't do it because, you know, I'm, I'm above it. You're twice my size. You, you would murder me, you know. And, uh, and I said, that wasn't the real issue. I said, you know, you came here. You deserve to laugh like everybody else. So he goes, hey, do you want to get together after the show? I said, it's the Thursday show. I said, well, like usually you go out with the staff on the Thursday night because yeah. it's just one show. So we're going across the street to this titty bar. going to, you know, get some drinks, maybe get some lap dances. Well, whatever. Come join us. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, he, go, he goes, oh, well, maybe you'd like to join my wife and I. I said, you know, like, no, no, actually, come on over. We're just going right there. And he goes, no, I don't. Maybe you would like to join my wife and I. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm still new I'm to the road, and I'm not sexually not. I mean, I I'd done stuff, but I mean, I never had that offer. Right. Yeah. You know, certainly not on the road. You know, and uh, I said, oh. Um, <laughs> I got real polite and very scripted. You know what? That's that's nice of you, but uh, I'm straight. And uh, he goes, no, I'm totally straight too. This be more about my wife. You know, just I don't even mind watching whatever. And I'm waiting for him to. J- Crack a smile, like, yeah, just, so messing like, ah, just messing with you. And yeah. I said, "No, I'm going to respect, respectfully bow out." But again, come across the street, have some drinks. He goes, "Oh, okay." He whispers to his wife. His wife whispers to his daughter. The mom pulls the daughter over, puts his arm around her. She puts her arm around her own daughter, and she looks at me and she goes, "What do you think?" And the daughter goes, "Yeah, definitely." Then the dad comes back, says, "Would you be interested in spending the night with our daughter?" <laughs> And, I, and I'm like, this sounds like a setup to a joke. Like, about a right. farmer and a daughter. Yeah, exactly. you know. Two math girls. And I remember, I was, people were still flying clouds. I go, is anyone else hearing this? And people, <laughs> walk, people walking by going, I heard it. Yeah, it's like, or, people, or worse, people walking by going, there's nobody in front of you. Like, <laughs> you're hallucinating yeah. the whole and, thing. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I said, uh, and I go, why would you want that? And, you know, and uh, I think I was, what, 28? And she, or, yeah, probably about 32 when she was 18. And he said, uh, hey, look, 
we know you're funny. You mentioned on stage you don't do drugs. I mean, you don't smoke. You said you have a few drinks. You said you're responsible. You mentioned college on stage. You're better than the fuck-ups that our daughter dates right now. Yeah. At least we know where she is. I said, well, you know, you don't just, like, you leave the club and run amok. You know? <laughs> you're not wearing a Peter Come Murphy back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Right. By and, the way, uh, the guys with the cleanest acts are some of the creepiest people yeah, off stage so sometimes. And, yeah. and I said, yeah, no, that's just, you know, because I remember thinking, like, if I were to take them up, I said, no one knows where I am. Yeah. yeah. I, I could be doing that and then, you know, kick the door down, rob me, murder me, or whatever. And like, yeah. no one knows. And this is before texting and cell phones. Right. Like, hey, yeah, Chris I, Strait, my buddy. Yeah. Uh, if I don't, you don't hear from me in a week. I'm in a hotel room <laughs> in Dayton, Ohio. And knowing you, you would have had sex with her and she would have heckled you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Big, oh, big light. And it was funny, it too, is the mom and the daughter, both beautiful women, uh, had they not had all that crazy crap on their heads. Right. Yeah. The piercings and the tongue piercings and the over the top makeup and the real white foundation. I was yeah, like, yeah. you would be really pretty. Good bodies. Like, just. Well, I think Why is, do if that, that to fear is there, and I, and I hate myself for having, but if the fear is there for like an, an experience, even if it's not that, it was like come with us, and it sounds funny, but something about it just hits me wrong. I won't do it. No, Good, I won't you guys go are out smart, there. man. It's like, because it's like you know what? Because of that very same thing. I've 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 had people go, hey, follow us. We're heading to this bar. Follow us. Sounds okay, because I'll get to have my own car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After three, four turns in an area where I feel like <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to come, I've turned around. I've made a whole complete yeah. square. Yeah, I, I've, like, I've said, like, you know what? I can't find my way back out of here again. I've turned around and like called and said, hey, sorry, I got a call. I got to handle something at home. You know, like, I, I won't do... And of course, that that's like, for the last five, ten years, I go straight home. I'm trying to beat the AM like that's how yeah, I'm right. going to wake up at 6, 7 in the morning. I know that. With right. my kids, I, I, so. Yeah, I played uh, Crackers in Indianapolis mm. on Thanksgiving week and Ruth Ann Herber in Crackers was the very first uh, road uh, club to ever give me my headlining spot. Oh. I, I featured there once and nice. annihilated and I asked, I said, can I headline here next time? She goes, I'll tell you what, you come back here and you do again for, as a feature what you did this time, I will make it happen. And that, she did, man. Nice. She, she yeah, kept her cool. word and she headlined me in both clubs, both locations, nice, you know, nice. right away. Nice woman. So uh, my mom was just sick that I wasn't coming home for Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. my boys on the road. She pictured me being alone, and and I was. I was alone. I went to. I had made sure that the local Subway sandwich shop was open, and I was going to order a turkey sandwich and everything, and watch <laughs> yeah. some football. And I kind of yeah. like just kicking back. Make it was sure. a little bit sad, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't horrible. Yeah, yeah. So I did a Wednesday, Thursday nights off. To Friday to Saturday. So the Wednesday show, it's actually packed. Wednesday, the biggest party night of the year. Before night before Thanksgiving. Yep, because yeah, so people said. come from out of town, they're drinking. They're, so it was a sold out show for a Wednesday, which is great. Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Yep. Yeah. And Valentine's Day. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it goes great. And this really sweet couple come up afterwards. Like, you were, we, you're the best, you know, nonstop compliments. Like, great. She goes, so what, honey, what are you doing? For Thanksgiving, and I said, you know what? I'm just gonna watch some football, stay in my room. You know, mm-hmm. I got a, I, I found a restaurant that's open. Didn't tell them a subway. Didn't want to lay on the sad <laughs> Yeah, right? exactly. And she goes, no, no, no. You need to come with us. We're cooking. We and she goes, and she goes, I'm home cooked meal. And I'm sitting there going, hmm. And it seemed really nice people. And then she starts. She goes, she goes, it's just me and my husband and our kids. And I, and I go, oh, okay. And I didn't ask how many kids because oh, I didn't. It didn't occur yeah, to me. Right. Nine. Nine. Uh, all adopted. All mentally challenged. Oh, oh, no. so clearly these people are salt of the earth, nice yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yes. exactly. With but I can't. That we can only fathom. right, yeah, yeah. you know. And, and but I just picture like I'm going to be at a place where I don't know where I am. 
I can't just get up and leave in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner. Sorry, right. your family's stressing me out. Right. You know, and I, I, I'm like, I just couldn't do it. My mom's like, you should have went. I'm like, mom, I, I'm sorry. Right. Nine mentally handicapped kids, two people I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be, it's not going to be a relaxing, fun evening. It's going to be me entertaining yeah, yeah, nine exactly. mentally handicapped people and two people who just saw my act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And only, a, only a comedian <laughs> can tell a story about two lovely people. <laughs> Wonderful people. Who Find the downside who adopt children who other people will not adopt and make it a road bad road story yeah. about themselves. Yeah, I just, you guys I was... may be the worst guests. I've ever had. <laughs> but if we didn't look at life that way, those people wouldn't have enjoyed the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a fun, uh, fun uh, episode, guys. I'm glad you guys uh, came. And I would go on forever, but. Um, my kid's got about an hour left on the nap, and I want to take a nap. Yourself, I'm beat. yeah. Although, what I got asked into a threesome in Portland two years ago. Oh, you got a what? Oh, uh, not at Harvey's at uh, uh, Helium, Helium. Mm-hmm. and it, obviously I declined. But uh, it makes you feel good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, feel, how about that? the road together. Still got it. You can pass that off. You no, can hand that off, no, and I'll make it worth your while. Some drinks, whatever you want to do. So <laughs> I, have an, I have an extensive collection of the Cure, so it's mostly goth chicks. So do we get to shill our products now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you'd like. Go ahead. Hold on. So I was right. saying, he's got, his, have he's got his KKK meeting. And exactly. Then, yeah. no, I got uh, the, the, the Kill Whitey special. <laughs> out. No, no. Uh, but yeah, my, my CD, if you just type uh, in any search engine, Chris Strait hitting the wall, you'll get available for digital download on Amazon and iTunes. <laughs> Sorry, a lot of search engine confusion you run into in your life. What? Who doesn't use Google? Uh, no, I, I just if I type if I, into Alta Vista, what if, <laughs> ask Jeeves? What, 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 what if Bing decides to sponsor me later? No, I love uh, how my computer asks which search engine I want to use. Like, why? Right. Are you, like, Yahoo, Bing, Google. MSN there's like four still, other ones. MSN. Is you know, MSN still there? Yeah, no. no but I mean, <laughs> a great episode. Sorry, I'm keeping. It I got right a friend who still got an Earthlink email address. I'm like, really? Is wow. that still a thing? Yeah, Ooh, no. I, I, somebody and Outlook. I have friends that have Outlook still. Somebody wow. has an AOL account. I occasionally still get Ymail. Uh, which I didn't. Yeah, yeah. First time I saw that, I assumed it was spam. I spam. I went like, "Oh, that's bulk." I, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was yeah, terrified yeah. of it. Me dot com. Before I didn't know yeah. me dot com was the thing. I deleted <laughs> those for like a year. But anyway, yeah. We're straight hitting the wall. My CD. I actually recorded it in Indianapolis a few years ago. I got a DVD coming out, but we don't know exactly when soon. So yeah, Chris straight hitting the wall. You'll see the Pink Floyd parody cover because it's cheap to shoot. Nice. And, I like uh, it. Eight ninety nine. Hopefully, the entire it's the CD. Man on Fire. Yeah, it's off. Wish you were here. Uh, no, no. <laughs> my first album was uh, homage to Jerry Seinfeld's "I'm Telling You for the Last Time." My first oh. album was called "I'm Telling You for the First Time." It was my go. first oh, album. But Tom my- Segura had a thrilled instead of thriller with Thrill. him laying yeah, down like a good jacket. That's that was funny. good. I like that's, that's funny. a good one. A lot of people are doing the kind of old album cover. Well, it's also a trick. It was actually Steve Hofstetter told me it was that uh, make the. Oh, Steve Hofstetter has tricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I hit a nerve. No, um, when like we was saying, like he was about naming. He was his company. I don't was like my to speak ill of the dead, Steve, but people <laughs> no. pay comedians. What uh, no, but people uh, he um he his company was my CD producer, so mm-hmm. he said, uh, you know, name if you want to, if it if it happens to work, name the the links, the uh, the the segments, like the four or five minute chunks on the CD. Name Name them after songs because people go to search that song. Uh, years will punch up. I don't know if that's helped. I'm not right. f- remotely near famous. In fact, a recent post of mine was my fame, and it was a way to find out who was my age. I said my fame level is about on a par with the guy that played Joe the policeman from the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. Mm-hmm. And it had like three people started quoting the rest of Coming to America. Right. <laughs> so I don't know if it worked or not, but it was an interesting thing. Just sure. use titles of other things. That <laughs> track one, Helter Skelter. Track yeah, exactly. two, Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> 
in every uh, yesterday, the most yeah, covered he, song. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He did a joke about donuts. Why is this track called Stairway to Heaven? I don't <laughs> exactly, understand. Yeah. Not even uh, actually, Jimmy Pardo did that on his last album. Every, Why is he not every, more famous? Oh, yeah. I don't know. He'll ask There's the one of those question. comics. Yeah. Oh, But I don't think he did it for that reason. I think he just did it because he's hard good. to name his tracks because yeah. he's... It does audience participation, yep. and yeah, he's yeah, a big yeah. Chicago fan, so it's all Chicago tracks. Yep, yep. Oh, there you go. Pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, I know he did that. I'm pretty sure it's Chicago. Okay. All right. Uh, you can find. I don't know. I'm interrupting you. <laughs> I don't know if I like that idea. And I'll tell you why. Because when you get played on Sirius XM, they're not going to play. You know, they they theme their. Uh, they theme their. Uh, I did. I wasn't very good at it. So okay. most of my songs were like they had to relate to the topic. Like I was B-sides. just anal about it. <laughs> yeah, so I literally <laughs> had to type in a couple of topics. I'm like, what's a song about this? It was a very sad moment. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so some this of them is an were obscure like, song obscure. from a band yeah, from 1967. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> like, ever heard of. Like all my stuff about drugs, thing I called like just like a pill. Like it's a pink song. Uh-huh. It was big at the time. And so and I had like there there were so many other drug related songs I could have used, but that's what was in my head, <laughs> and I couldn't get rid of it. Not comfortably numb. Not that one. No, yeah, no, yeah. That, okay. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> this is how awful I am. At this. <laughs> not, not purple hay. I mean nothing. And I, there were a million chances. <laughs> I have this joke about Hotel California. Yeah. I named it. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes on my kids I called The Kids Aren't Alright by, by Offspring because that was something I liked right you know? oh, but that's not, yeah, okay. but not from my but there were again a million maybe I'm going to start options. working backwards I'm just going to look at song titles and justify writing jokes to match <laughs> exactly. them it's like I'm really uh, stuck Lou, on this you've got bit t- you've got, you got 10 bits on your CD that all say we are the world it's <laughs> clearly <laughs> yeah. clearly cheating we're yeah. all trying to laugh Huh. Anyway, you go to me. I'm, at, kind of, I'm still contemplating if I like that idea. Luciantini.com, and uh, I have an album on iTunes called Let's Get Bloated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also have two books that are on there. Uh, yes. One, They're both comedy books, uh, How to Go from Wedding Hell to Wedding Bells, Your Wedding Shouldn't Need a Survival Guide. Yep, that's a long title. But Amazon said your title should either be really short or really long for ki- books on Kindle. Oh, really? Yep. All and right. so so that one's in there. So you're if you're going to have, when it goes to a movie, you're just going to have to tack on some extra yeah. marquee. So, uh, yeah, it's like how to succeed in business. That really yeah. mm-hmm. So, anyway, so you can download that if you're thinking about getting married. It's like what not to do at your wedding reception has someone who has emceed over 1,000 weddings. No, oh, really? No lie. Wow. Seen it all. And Man. then my latest book uh, called 101 Weird Conversations with Mom. Uh, I post them all the time on Facebook, and people kind of ask me to write a book about it. That was I, I, I'd been seeing them for years before yeah. the book, and I'm like, I wish I had that idea. That way he should have totally we're gonna, done that. And we, we're actually going to shoot some trailers to pitch it for a series. Oh, awesome. so yeah, 101 weird conversation problem. Each book is 2.99, it's three bucks, mm-hmm. and you can download that. And uh, you know, and also cheaper uh, than a new CD at Time Warp. Yes, where we perform <laughs> three times cheaper. <laughs> and you could also uh, go uh, watch our mu- uh, movie trailers. Uh, 30 dates on Craigslist. Uh, yes. Big chunk from my act there too. You can go on YouTube, but just go to. 30 30 dates on Craigslist, the movie. I want to, you got to come back. We spent the whole time with Chris Bash and women. I want to <laughs> hear about uh, wedding stuff. I got to have you back, man. Let me know because uh, I, <laughs> I that, that's a seven hour show if you want to do that. I mean, you, I love it when people's like, yeah, I, like I've seen it all. I've emceed over a thousand. I've coordinated them and emceed them, DJ. Wow. You know, yeah, but if you said, I've seen, I've had the bride hit on me. Wow. I've had the groom hit on my then girlfriend who was who was like who was my assistant. I've had the bride's dad die during the first wedding wow. song from wow. a massive heart attack face down in the spaghetti. I've had the bride cheat on the husband. I've had the husband cheat on the bride. Before the reception started. 
Wow. You know, I've had parents get arrested for having sex in the coat room. You name it, I've seen. Now, you know, what not to do at your wedding. I mean, obviously, yeah. try not to have sex with someone else. But it's, the book, it talks about, like, all the cheesy, crazy, the same old shit you see at every wedding and how to plan. How to make yours different, How to, what that's, not to do. That's perfect. Now I don't have to have you back. You what? <laughs> I don't have to have you back. Synopsis over. <laughs> like, lose plugging is a whole different episode. You can download that. <laughs> Welcome to this plugging hour. All right, guys. If you're in, if oh, you're in Houston, Texas, July 24th and 25th, I'm at the Hard Rock. If you're in South Africa, October 14th through 17th, uh, I'm at Monte Casino in Johannesburg. Can I get a guest spot? There? Sure. You can that, make, do a tight five. Make out there, yeah. All black jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's totally safe. Yeah, you, you should kill out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. Is that the South Africa Festival? No, no. It's just I'm doing a week at the club. Oh, okay, yeah, they actually have a club. It does, I mean, it, I, you're going to lose money on the right, <laughs> deal right. or whatever, but yeah, yeah no, but it's still it's a bucket list country. I've always wanted to visit. Come so, on, yeah. yeah, why not, man? So that's one good thing. Sometimes the money sucks. How's that uh, Hard Rock in Houston? I don't know. I've never done it. I, okay. I used to work the comedy showcase till I got bought out by someone that cut the pay and made the made the uh, made the made the made it harder to get in. So sure, yeah, sure. I, I love that. Yeah. So, but I missed the town and the fans, and I got cousins there and everything right, like right. that. So I was like, okay, you know, this is a chance to go back. And it's, uh, it's not comedy show. Case Not was such a great it. club. I loved it there. I'm so yeah, sad to hear that's gone. Club. But you know, Danny deserved to retire. I mean, you know, I'm glad. His... All right, retire. Still run the room. Ride the yeah. momentum. Just say you're in charge of it now, and he collects yeah. a big fat hairy right. paycheck. You know? how, how far is it from El Paso? Houston, twelve hours. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> there's a one like night. L.A. to El Paso, then El Paso to Houston is the same drive. Really, so about wow. twelve yeah, hours. That's, that's a giant close. state. All right, well, let me know how that is because I've been wanting to get to Houston. Sure. Um, all right, that's it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for, uh, for having listening. Me. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, the album Rusty Cow is on iTunes or Amazon, or you want a hard copy signed, you can get it at my website. Uh, if you haven't written a review on iTunes, write a review on iTunes of this show. It, it really does help. And uh, like us on the Facebook page. Don't be a douche. Uh, Lou Santini, Chris Strait, thank you guys so much for coming, and thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you. Thank you. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon